0: And 97% of that is profitable. So 3% is not. <laughs> it's
1: probably the hairdressers. Broadcasting from Essex. It's 10th of February, 2021. And you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $46,500. dollars Woo-hoo! Woohoo! I'm your host, Aaron Dawn. And joining me once again from North London is my hair boris johnson joe Mehmet. right so then joe why salons shouldn't scale well now let's define scale what do you mean when you say scale what what do you mean from, should a salon go from having five chairs to ten chairs no you could expand Just you, can, up you, you more can expand your
0: unit right you know if, yeah okay. if, you, if you saw like you've got um, sort of six chairs you buy next door out right then,
1: yeah so what what do you mean why why salons shouldn't scale what do you I, mean I don't scale? believe
0: in the franchise models the, the Italian guy the rush the sax the essentials there's that Italian dude up north uh, I, okay. I, I don't believe it I don't believe once so sort of like a top name should have sort of two or three salons
1: because you dilute it all the time because the whole idea of well, so you mean, so, so like Joe Bloggs, uh, Joe Blogs Parlour, yeah. um, he wants to basically open his second shop over the other side of town or in the, yeah. the ne- neighbouring yeah. town. You don't think he no. should do that? Well, right.
0: well why right. add more aggro to, to already an aggravated business, right? Because well, you, like, take you for example, you made your reputation. In, in mm. That's all I sell on so that is where you are okay and and, and people yeah. will come to you for a lot of reasons for your name for the location for convenience for for the the all the other factors in the salon This the staff the coffee the teas all that right now that works mm. really really well for numerous reasons now you're gonna sort of like do the same thing across the town good luck because what will happen is, I mean, there, there are scams out there where, you know, one seller feeds the other one, right, which would be a tax write-off. There's all these there's all these ways of getting around it too. So don't get me wrong, there's, there's methods to their madnesses. But as a reputation, you, then you're diluting your uh, reputation because you can't be two places at the same time.
1: You, you, right, gotcha. You can't, okay? So the problem with scaling is the fact that you can't, you cannot be in two places at once. No, you it's can't. Right? Ex- exactly. So you know you yourself. I mean,
0: look, you you can sort of like um, let, let's say you're, you're a businessman and you want to go into the um, health and beauty um, sector, right? So you, mm-hmm. you you call it let's say uh, a, a space or whatever, right? Then you can have ten salons, right? called a space, no problem. But if you're going to yeah. have sort of, ten salons called Aaron Dawn. Which one's Aaron Dorn and which one's not Aaron Dorn? I, I kind of think that you, you actually saw, like again, you gonna spend an awful lot of money trying to convince people that this is Aaron Dorn or this is Aaron Dorn. It's like a Spartacus sort of thing. I'm Spartacus, I'm Spartacus, I'm Spartacus. It, it, mm. it just doesn't work. Eventually it fails. Rock, rock.
1: Yeah, I suppose you've got to look at the return on investment and you've got to look at the opportunity cost yeah. as well, yeah. haven't you? Um, you know, you open two shops, and you're, you know, your Joe Bloggs hairdressing. Joe Bloggs has to work two hundred percent of the time yeah. now, and is that is that second salon gonna generate the equivalent amount of profit? Well, uh, you know, th- this is it. But it, it. It asks a question, and then but at the same time,
0: you have to employ more people. Oh, it's all right. It's okay employing staff, but then you're got to employ more yeah. admin, more behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, accountants. And
0: these people are not generating money. HR. Yeah.
1: HR, secretaries, PRs. Debt money. Receptionists.
0: Debt money. Debt money right? You know, yeah. so again, you, you're actually going to be working hard to provide these people. And that is like the high, mm. whole idea of, of a hairdresser.
1: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the um, the VAT being a, a big problem for these businesses because then you would have thought, obviously, by replicating one salon to the next, you're going to be then going into the, the over the VAT threshold um and you know you're essentially being taxed for growing right you're you're going into like the new the new tax bracket um so therefore any extra money you generate is just going to be penalized at an even higher rate so yeah i suppose that's that's got to be an issue issue. you,
0: you can easily you can easily offset one loss to the other right yeah that's that's yeah. You know, what I mean, look, look, look at the McDonald's
1: uh, model, really. So, um, well, yeah, let's explore that. So, um, Tony and Guy were the biggest name in hairdressing franchise, four hundred and seventy-five salons around, around the, the world. world. Right. Where would they get the idea from, John? Do you think <laughs> uh, McDonald's? It must be McDonald's, because uh, is uh, McDonald's was, the, was McDonald's the first example of a franchise business? Well. Th- I think so did they yeah. did they invent
0: the model I, I think because it's a case study for a lot of businesses you yeah because uh, they, they, they got a simple product which is a hamburger right which yeah. was actually saw like created in um, Germany of all places they took it to
1: America yeah. and now it's everywhere every corners of the world yeah, but let's, let's, let's look at the first principle. So what is the problem McDonald's are solving? Essentially, they're, they're creating a product, they're cooking a product uh, that can be the same all over the world because it follows a, a strict set of rules, yeah. right? When it comes to hairdressing, you've only got the individual creatives that are within but, but that tell, But tell me I gave you the tools to, to replicate because like,
0: I, I know for, for a fact, right, your reputation and my reputation... So, you know, mm-hmm. We were to go and work for Tony and Guy, they would re educate us to their way of doing things.
1: So, the, their way of business. So, it's that quality control. For, for, so, Tony and Guy have the quality yeah. control by making sure everybody basically dresses the same, cuts hair the same. Well, I, I, so, it's quite robotic, I, I think isn't it? Yeah, quite robotic. it, it
0: yeah. so I don't think they sort of dress the same as the thing or, or, or sort of approach themselves, but they would train you to how to blow dry, how to haircut. And, and you'd be yeah. using their tools. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, I use the sort of Japanese. I, I, I love Joel's, right? Um, I mean, there's yeah. obviously a
1: different man. But maybe. They, but why? You won't be able to use Joel's. I, you would have to use Tony and for, Guy's. properly. Scissors. I'm not saying I
0: will, but most probably. Yeah. Most probably. Definitely. Because they, they, they've got right. their own brushes, they've got their own combs, haven't they? Yeah, so, I
1: guess so. I mean, you would have thought part of the franchise model is once again, it's having that same consistency that every Tony and Guy salon is the same around yeah. the world. So you're going to get that high level product. But the issue obviously is, you know, what is the original product? You know, surely getting a haircut by Tony or Guy. That's well, the product, was, right? That's the product you're all well, signing yeah, up they'll, they'll for.
0: They'll probably try and replicate that. They, they'll probably try and sell like
1: just like when you go into Big Mac, you know, or when you go at McDonald's, you want to buy a Big Mac, right? You know, it's the same Big I Mac. I must admit, right? I don't know if you had Big,
0: if you have had Big Mac in America Hong Kong. So Africa, whatever, right? It, it's
1: bit. Yeah, no, it's not big. It's not Big Mac cooked by a certain no. chef. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You go in there for the Big Mac. You go in there well, for that well, one product. Exactly
0: right. right? So the, the product yeah. itself is a pill. It's not actually so much the uh, the, the the. I mean, the, the end result really is. I mean, every time I have a Big Mac, I will say to myself, "God, I wish I never had that." But at the time, it mm. was nice. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, so I suppose, I suppose this is where our, our ideas are completely um, the opposite to this whole franchise model. Because we're independent, we're individuals, we're, you know, people go for the, the salon people, yeah. right? People buy yes, people. So. so you go to a salon because you love that particular hairdresser, that individual... You're not necessarily going to the salon. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a consumer of haircuts, but I can't imagine someone would go to a Tony and Guy well, because of the well, the actual haircut no, product. I, if, Do you, does that make yeah. sense? I mean, where is you going to go at McDonald's because you want a Big Mac? Exactly. There, there, there's a reason why it's there. I, look,
0: I, I would thought of think the, the, the reason why Tony and Guy were very successful right, was that yeah. most people that bought their franchises... What hairdressers? You know, mm. they they wanted to get to hairdressing because it's a big business to get into. And and yeah. you know, any sort of like self-respectest hairdresser will start his own business because he's got the name, he's the product. He's got mm. the backing, he's got everything. But just say for someone that like, I want to start my own hairdressing business, I've got fifteen thousand pounds, I could borrow the rest of the money, and Tony Guy will help me do that, and they would help me do this. All I do is just got to get the location and away you go
1: so the positives of being a franchisee is essentially they take care of all the small print they dot dot the i's cross the t's um so you can just focus on so what's you know you can just focus on doing your clients and doing what's the problem if you like say say, let's take you again for example your daughter
0: daisy you know Mm -hmm. you're not a hairdresser but your daughter's a yeah, she did the training and all that. On she goes and works in the cell on the floor, and you get people around her to protect her, as in the, as in the yeah. quarterback in American football, right? You know, you, hmm. you've got your defensive line to protect the um, the quarterback, and then the quarterback will pass the ball over to the running backs, and then touchdown. It's it's very much the same kind of sort of model, right? You, you get staff to protect oh. her, to protect your business, so they're the ones that doing all the work. And she gets a reputation on and then because she's backed by tony and guy she doesn't have to really worry about too many um admin side and, and i keep telling you before w- when it comes to running business all you've got to worry about is what comes in to what goes out it's as simple as that
1: absolutely right?
0: so but with, with the franchise boys right you worry about that you don't have to worry about l'oreal you don't have to worry about Weller. you don't have to worry about this and that because tony and guy takes care of all that for you
1: where is the evidence um, that franchises don't work? I mean, Tony and Guy got four hundred and seventy-five of them, so I mean that's pretty—that's a pretty good ratio.
0: Look, it's, this... it's phenomenal. Well, I mean, well, I mean they've got an awful lot in um, in uh, the Middle East that I know for a fact. When I go to Dubai, there's a few there. So mm. obviously in um, in the Far East, America, they, they've got one or two. So so yeah, bravo to them, you know. They,
1: they... But I mean. Do they last that long? Well, I mean, because there was one in Southend. It was—I'm not sure how many years it was there for, but it was probably only there for about five years and then disappeared.
0: Well,
1: that's, that's... Um, is there a longevity issue with franchises? Look, no, you could—you could, you could easily. It depends how thick-skinned you are, right?
0: Um, like I said, most, most people that brought the franchises are, are sort of non-hairdressers anyway. Uh, they kind of—I know—so when, when Tony and Guy Franchot first started, they—they they it was fathers buying it for their daughters and their sons' businesses, really. Is that a fact? Yeah, that was because look, mm. yeah, like I said earlier on, you, you cannot any self-respecting hairdresser who's made his reputation right would not get a franchise. He was his own name on the door. Why would I want Joe mm. Mehmet to be fronted by Tony and Guy? Why? Mm. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, like you say, it's because they dic- they could probably take care of all the, you know, the ins and outs, all the admin and all the bureaucracy of, of basically opening a so salon.
0: Would you sort of say, how would you view me then? I mean, you see me as a, as Joe first, right? Obviously, we're friends, right? But then, yeah. did you see me as a hairdresser, as a businessman, as a mentor, or um, how do you sort of see me?
1: Uh, well, I see, obviously, you as having tremendous amount of experience in an industry with high net worth individuals. So you're not only a mentor, but you're a businessman, you're an entrepreneur. Okay. Right. Um, you know, you're independent. What I love about you is your, your staunch independence right. and your individuality and the fact that to you, that is everything. Okay, so if I was
0: a franchisee, how would you see me?
1: Yeah, you'd just be a hairdresser.
0: I, I, I'm not even that. You're a franchisee. Yeah. You're not even a successful hairdresser. It doesn't matter how much gotcha. you're you know I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, i I know when I started my first salon. That was it. You know, you figure. So it doesn't matter if I fail or not or succeed. You've made
1: um, it. Your name's a, your name's above it, the it, door. You've achieved something. You've created uh, something. I was a franchisee.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's why do people go into franchises? Now this is the stats I came across. Right, this is twenty fifteen. Yeah, cool on. Um, th- these are the stats from twenty fifteen, right? Because I don't know why they're not updating this um, this information. In twenty fifteen, there's forty four thousand two hundred franchisees. In this country right?
1: okay so they could be retail could be they could anything, be bars restaurants anything, right? okay
0: and 90, that's a
1: lot 44,000 is a
0: lot and, 40, and 97% of that is profitable so 3% is not is probably
1: the hairdressers <laughs> whatever <laughs> right <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. so this group they're not yeah. saying
0: which which chant or which is but 97 right so let's let's look and what was your source for that bit uh, of info? this was on the um the franchise talk business i, I just saw sort of googled uh, that's franchises work right yeah right. Okay. i actually put why hairdressing franchises were, but this, this is what right. came up
1: right okay and and then I sort of looked at the um why so there's your evidence that franchises do work, work but we're looking for that evidence so that franchises probably don't we're looking work at 3%. in the three percent. we're
0: hair looking industry. at the three percent
1: haven't we yeah it's probably yeah hair and beauty franchises right right and yeah, um, the three that don't and make there's profit. three
0: reasons why franchises frail and, it, and this and this appeals well this is actually our business why it doesn't work
1: does it apply why it it applies to us yeah go on then
0: one is a lack of understanding of the model okay so again into interpretation right so you get the franchises second is hiring the wrong people which is so easy easy. in our business
1: absolutely yeah i mean the people make the business and
0: thirdly is the absence of franchise support right and they always say
1: they will support you
0: but when it comes down to it, when you when the shit hits the fan and you're not making money, are they dead? You're out. You're out, you're out yeah, the door. So they're not supporting you. Gotcha. So these are the three main reasons why franchises don't fail. And that
1: applies to our industry. Why franchises fail, yeah. you mean? You said don't fail. Yeah, in out. our industry. Okay, well, that, well, that's interesting. I mean, if we look at um, the Tony and Guy model, isn't it probably... They don't foul in Tony and Guy's no, eyes. They're very successful. They foul with the individual's <laughs> eyes. We're talking about, you know, why the independent, the individual well, well, let's, take, let's take, franchise. Let's take, and, and like you say, it dilutes the brand. Yeah. Even though it's a Tony and Guy franchise, it won't take long for the cracks to begin no, to no, show. No, let's
0: take, let's take the branch in the South End. Tony and Guy made a reputation in Davis Street, if I remember rightly, right in just off um, Butler Square. Okay. Beautiful salon I mean, I I, I actually do admire Anthony and Guy. I really really do. I I, I saw like mm. I thought they were fantastic hairdressers, fun guys to be around as well. Really great for the image. And we talking about the eighties, mm. right? Really really were up there with the big boys. Uh, Legends. Exactly. So I I'm, I'm not pooping it whatsoever.
1: <laughs> right. i should hope not
0: i'm, I'm not I, as individuals i'm not and, no. and we, we, we we can't you know we, we've sort of they they, they earned their their keep as far as i'm concerned yeah it, it, it just the, the franchises the, the the people that actually what i actually saw like is, again our industry because we, we care about the industry and we, we try trying to understand where it all went wrong to mm. where we are today Right, because this pandemic yeah. has brought a whole new meaning to uh, to our industry, and again, yeah. I, I you can look back at that. One, one of the reasons, you know, one man's success doesn't mean it's another man's um, treasure. It's it it really it mm. became a poison chalice as far as I'm concerned. The, the the franchising model. So
1: the biggest single point of failure of a franchise is. The individuals yeah. that are in yeah. now, the staff. Still. I mean, let, let, let if you look at that number again, what you just said, ninety-seven percent of franchises make yeah. money. I would bet that ninety-seven percent of those franchises just sell a product. Yeah. But the product isn't created by yeah. a human, i.e., so it's a coffee shop. It's a it's a cost well, of it coffee could a it's a It subway. could be a candle. It's a Subway. It's a Subway. It's a McDonald's. Yeah. You know, they're all basically producing a product right. or retailing That's a right. product. Which is the same, the same, the same, the well, same. You, you, when it comes to a creative industry, when can't. it comes to franchises, that product's not yeah. necessarily going to be the uh, same because it's dependent on the individual within uh, it. But yeah,
0: right? I mean, you've got a friend who's got a McDonald's franchise, right? Am I, am I right? Mm.
1: I mean, he's. Well, yeah, they're talking about minimum wage at the moment. I don't know if you see minimum wage in America. has um, gone up to $15. They're, they're, they're advocating for that. Uh, and basically what he was telling me was it will essentially push McDonald's into robots, you know, robot burger flippers, you know, conveyor belts because they be was, they reckon, yeah, they reckon the, the technology has been around since the 90s, but it wasn't economically viable in yeah. the 90s. Um, you know, they still had normal tills, you know, now everything's kind of done on the screen it's and it's all yeah. kind of self-service, yeah. yeah, and card machines and so, you know, the need for humans is kind of getting less and less, so with the government essentially forcing them to employ every person at $15 an hour in America, they're essentially signing their own death yeah. warrants because they're not going to need the employees because the robots will be able to do it cheaper, well, so... Minimum wage does kill our industry and affects the hairdressing industry. Also, awesome. definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And if
0: you think about it, also, like for every every per, person you employ, you, you
1: need to mm. admin team, don't you? Yeah. So again, yeah, I, I showed them the the. Um, I had this uh, menu, this McDonald's menu from, I think it was the 1970s, maybe 1980s. And a Big Mac was 65 cents. Uh, How much is it now? So if, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. It's about four and a half pound. It's like 10X. But if you look at the price of a Big Mac, and I think fries were 33 cents. Anyway, I'll share it on the old, the the, the Twitter feed. Um, If you want to have an indication of what inflation's done over the years... So if if the Big Mac's gone from 65 cents to four pounds and the, the, the actual, the Burger Flippers salary's gone from, I don't know, probably what it was in, in the 80s, maybe one or two quid an hour, you know, to like seven or eight pounds an hour now. Do you know what I mean? The cost of the hamburger's gone up 10x, but the salary's only gone up maybe four so people well, are losing well, people uh, are losing you know, I, I, because of
0: inflation. exactly and you know I, i'm fortunate without in it and you know I understand. this is where the franchises actually sort of diluted the um our business as well because hairdressers all of a sudden became two a penny i remember diane Hutchison, right we were i was working in uh, the King road branch right this is 85 mm-hmm. and at the time there was this yeah i think his name was glenn he was he was a cook it was you know uh, an internal chef right you know the sandwiches coffees and things like that right and yeah. i was working upstairs and all of a sudden glenn he, he, was a, he was a lovely gentleman right um obviously he was quirky he had his personality he just comes out and says, i'm getting out of here i'm walking out of here right and he just was out yeah. the side turns right along king's road and daniel yeah. was doing a haircut runs after him. He stops his haircut, runs after him, and um it comes back about three minutes later he goes, I'm fucking pissed off he says to me. And he says, But what what why Daniel? Why why? He goes to, to me, you know what he says to me. Hairdressers are two penny, but to get a good cook it's very difficult. Right? And he had a staff mm-hmm. meeting and he had a go at the hairdressers who actually pissed Glenn off and I'll never forget that because he's so right hairdressers are to a penny and franchising has made that because you know if you think about these sort of the 60s and 70s we were superstars you know if you actually look at hairdressers then right they wear suits they were they, they were smart do, do, do mm. you know what I mean they were like the pillar it, it really not a society but I
1: right. are you pining for a return of the 80s no, no, Joe your hate? no no fuck from Look, I'm, I'm retired tired. I'm
0: retired but I'm just sort of thinking about it. they, they it's completely di- diluted to to what is um mm. accepted with what isn't and again because there's so many
1: hairdressers out there it, it's all like it it's it, it's not I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Uh, A friend of mine, good friend of mine, John Coronado, he was telling me that you should take advantage of Tony and Guy um, appearing in your town. And you should essentially, whatever Tony and Guy are charging for their haircuts, you should match it. The Tony and Guy price should be the minimum price. So if Tony and Guy are charging more than what you are, you're charging wrong yeah. you're charging too low yeah. and you need to increase your prices <laughs> yeah because if if tony yeah. and guy model takes the mathematical model of you know trimming all of the the the, the chaff um away from the economic transaction and, and they basically make it the cheapest possible to stay profitable to say viable then you should be mimicking that in your town. Right. So there's a tip for everyone it out there. It you is know, true, go actually. check out how much Tony and Guy are, are charging, is, and increase your prices. It's true actually, because I, because you know, that's big, like, towards the bigger tours of last year, I, I looked at
0: doing a concept, right, and I, I looked mm. at the competitions in Islington, and you know, we're talking about mm. a very affluent area now, of a sudden, right, Islington, mm. and I also looked at all the prices, um, all the, and and the average was like sixty-five. 75 pounds but Tony mm. and Guy their international director was like 115 pounds their director was about 100 pounds so John actually is very clever you should mm. you should use Tony and Guy as a benchmark yeah rather than compete with them
1: yeah, yeah. Shout out to John Coronado. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's no, he's, clever, he's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's if, right. if you're taking if you, you know, and, and if you look at that example from a from a burger joint, McDonald's are going to be the most efficient economic way of flipping burgers. So if they're charging four pound fifty for a burger and you're charging three pound for a burger, you're not making any yeah. money. Because if McDonald's can't make money at £3, do you know what I mean? And it's in McDonald's interest to keep that price as low as possible so they can do the volume. So so what about the Rush model then? Oh, I had no idea. Tell me. No, 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 Explain to me they, the difference go- between the Tony and Guy one. And I mean, what's the uh, difference? Surely they're the same, the same well, model. No, right? I saw like,
0: because uh, I looked at the, the Rush franchises, right? Again, you need a minimum investment of about fifty thousand pounds And then they would get you the, the rest of the... But it's for I thought it was a pounds
1: Where does £160,000 come
0: in? To, they, would, they would actually loan you the money. The rest of the money, they would oh. loan you through a bank, right? They've got a relationship with a bank, Right. So
1: gotcha.
0: So you have to put down your initial fifteen thousand, and then you borrow the rest of the money. So here you are, right? So you put down your fifty So who owns the shop? No, not owns shop? The, the landlord for a start, right? But so here you are, right? Okay. So you're looking at. Um, let's take a, the, the Rush model. So you put, you get a lease. So you, mm-hmm. you you get the your business right? You get you get your product, all that lot. So you borrow money. So
1: you sign up for a twenty year lease, yeah. right? Is 10, that, is that
0: minim, normal? ten years with a five year break clause, right?
1: Okay, all right, so minimum 10-year lease, you're signing up, so you're in for the you're long run. Five-year rent review. And Rush come in, they basically set the whole sign up for you. tell you, yeah, they set, They put. They do all the plumbing, they get everything sorted, they put all I the brand don't know, but I don't windows. Know. I don't know
0: if they do a the shop fitting, but shop fitting is different, right? That's a different...
1: Well, you would have thought, would have thought so, right? Say. Because every franchise has to have this consistency through it. I mean, look at McDonald's. McDonald's are the biggest real estate company yeah. in the world. Yeah. They own every single restaurant, and the franchisee is kind of like a custodian yeah. of that I, so that they can control the quality of the, the work. French, and but keep
0: the, it but the, they don't own freehold, right? They just did this owned it that's right that's right
1: mcdonald's no yeah mcdonald's own the freehold Mm -hmm. they own the The building so therefore they can keep a tight noose around Uh, you know the franchisee you know make them so the um
0: the rush model right so say right, minimum is 800 square feet okay so again that will be about 12 chairs if i remember rightly and for each backwash
1: right it's four chairs three chairs isn't it so if so obviously in order to even get this far you've got to be a rush trained hairdresser no, every single person within I, the business i don't, I don't to think they've got the same model of, follow their apprenticeship I no their, I,
0: I think they're educators they're mentors but i don't think they've got the same uh, edu- same. same as tony and guy no
1: because Tony and Guy, you would you wouldn't be allowed to work in there unless you pass it, 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 the Tony and Guy it, training. Exactly, right? so you get
0: your certificate, don't you? You get a Tony and Guy. Okay. Blah 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 blah.
1: Are you sure Rush wouldn't be?
0: No, because same. No, cause as I looked at their is that I looked at, or their, or I the looked at them, uh, their their franchise, their requirements, right? So I don't I no. don't think they educate you. I don't think they educate right. you, but they will they will okay. help you launch though. So again, and yeah. the, the interesting thing about these franchises that I came across, right, is again, mm. to, Rush is a family-owned business, and so is Tony and guy right. family-owned business, right? We will we'll talk about it a bit later on. But the again, mm-hmm. to actually open a salon with, with a franchisee um, salon, right, you need a minimum of mm. hundred fifty thousand pounds. Same with the Tony and Guy, and same with the um, the Rush model.
1: Now. Yeah. Why would you what does that guarantee you? Uh, nothing. That's just it. It doesn't guarantee you they anything. that's just it.
0: They, it doesn't guarantee you anything. Right? I only did, uh, oh. the the name itself is good enough 100%. Mm-hmm. But the staff is is a whole different ball game. Now they would do the advert. i think where they take the the strain out right is the, they would the social media the advertising all that lot right it, it, it probably comes with the package doesn't it so all yeah, you all you sure. gotta do right is just keep promoting the the street that's about where you are your location But that would be mm-hmm. a, that i think that's all that you would need to do so again you're taking away the strains of the um the, the, the business as long as you employ the right people and you're doing the right um, amount of um, commercial work it's it's a formula for success
1: that is so that's the quality control level then yeah yeah? you've got to be doing these things um so what about product companies like Do product companies? Do Rush have their own range, or do they? I don't think they have at all, have they? So, so they're kind of a little bit more open source when it comes to the model. They're not as constrained as Tony and Guy's model. You know, you can use what you can use L'Oreal products if you want. You can use Gamapure. You you can use Parlux.
0: Gotcha. 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 gotcha, Whereas whereas Tony and Guy's a lot more stricter, right?
1: Yeah.
0: and don't forget right tony and guy has since diluted their business anyway because they've, they've branched out to various branches now haven't they
1: well there's three types yeah. isn't there now isn't there label them essentials yeah. and tony and yeah. Guy.
0: so yeah so, so so tony and guy were very clever in the fact that they got they launched their um, their franchises and then they evolved haven't they because they sort of did one thing and then mm. they kind of evolved so again very clever now i i do remember sort saw of like um with, with the rush border, right where it kind of mm. not fell but it, it, it didn't sort of like came out to where they wanted because I believe they tried to sell the um, the company right because they, they established themselves to x amount of salons right and this mm. is about sort of eight nine years ago they 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 actually looked at to sell set to sort of VC to some kind of investments and when mm. the investment investors looked at it what were they buying nothing
1: yeah this is this is the key isn't it you know, what, what is the value in a franchise where is no, the value where is exactly you're not buying a freehold you, you're getting you're getting you're not buying the you building you, you might are you buying the mirrors you, you're are you buying, buying the nothing. chairs are you you're buying, buying nothing you just right. buying
0: a, a brand basically speaking
1: so did it fail then so well, rush never well, managed well, to sell their well, business only that instance but what
0: they've subsequently done right they actually remodeled themselves and they actually expand into the franchising model and, and they yeah. he got over 100 sellers now in the UK. You know, again, yeah. good luck to them, fantastic. You know, if they can sort of sell that um, dream, and everybody wants to buy yeah. a dream, I've got nothing against it. So I, I, I'd sort of recommend So
1: that. let's look at our product companies franchise. If you look at a product company, they would essentially just have a product, and they would just sell it into a shop. And then that shop, by its very nature of stocking their product, would become a, a partner. That's speaking. That's that's where L'Oreal, I suppose, just sort of
0: milked it. Well, not milked it, but yeah, they've
1: it. got they've got thousands. I mean, if you look at that as context, L'Oreal must have thousands of salon partners just by the sheer basis of their putting their shampoo in the window.
0: And and, and, and you right. know, so what? I mean, this is why I think with L'Oreal were very clever. Not just L'Oreal, but well, uh, and Redken
1: all these other sort of companies right, were very clever. But L'Oreal, do they own salons? No. though? Is there yeah. like, you know, as there's an Aveda. So that's got to tell you something, right? but well, Aveda was actually, a franchise as well. do forget, Aveda
0: was. Yeah,
1: there's a, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's Avida salons. They're, they're franchise. You know, but they're franchise Aveda salons, but there isn't any L'Oreal salons. L'Oreal just do the products and they never went into owning. Although we do think that we have got a theory that that may be changing very soon. That's right, right? but obviously they're going into education now. Yeah. And,
0: and I think once they've got the education off the ground um, they will have their own salons because again we were talking about you know, that the, the industry wants to be regulated I think it would happen relegated yeah. Yeah. Like Be uh, like yeah. it would be relegated it would happen <laughs> but not to the way huh. these um, these professional bodies are campaigning or not the way that yeah. these top salons want it because it would yeah. all mean nothing once Laurie gets into their uh, into that industry, yeah. that side of
1: the industry. I suppose it's another it's another angle you can look at. You know, with franchises, if you've got a hundred franchises, and then you can sell them the apprenticeship scheme or the training scheme. Well, I think I, um, yeah. I suppose there's a, there's an incentive there, isn't there, for a franchise? Well, to, well I
0: think I think right for a start, I, I saw like obviously they've got the data. Uh, they, they mm. kind of even probably listen to us right they probably understand that the industry has no one they're, they're not listening no. to us
1: Joe I, 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 I think they do actually <laughs> I
0: really do because why would they want to go into education why would they actually open their own colleges for the get the B&A and hair, hair and beauty and business don't forget It's
1: Well, I've got a theory about this. And I believe when you first come into the industry, you get taught with a certain product, a certain brush, a certain scissor, a certain clipper. And those products that you learn with, they kind of stay with you throughout your career. So if you actually look at an incentive of a product company of getting into education it's so that you can essentially say, yeah, these are the products, we're gonna teach you everything about these products, and you take those products through a 10, 20, 30 year career. Um,
0: Um,
1: So that's why it's wise for a product company to do it. I'm just wondering if it's wise for a salon franchise um, to do it Well, see, I I look at it slightly differently, because as every
0: hairdresser would know, right, we all learn the same Mm. basic um, haircuts, same curriculum, right? (laughs) Mm. it's once you lose those sort of curriculum and then to go to the next level of of, of superstardom you need know, a certain ingredient and i don't think you no. have you need to be influenced by anybody but yourself you you yeah. are that mode you you that key right a, a product company can't do it a franchise model can't do it nobody could do it you it's you that will actually talk, be the um the, dif- the difference between the, the 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 your colleagues who took the same exams as as, as um, everybody else's around the world.
1: Yeah, you got to be your authentic yeah, self, yeah, right? It's yeah, about yeah, you, the individual, yeah. having that freedom yeah. to yeah. be able to express exactly. yourself. And and obviously we're in an industry which you know is all about it, it, expressing it, it, exactly yourself, right?
0: exactly, and, and that's why yeah. I kind of think that the franchise models, yeah, it may work for somebody, but I think any 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 self respect in, note doesn't and and yet the, yeah. the lower I think it's very very interesting because I I think the state of education in this country for the last 20 years has been totally pants anyway right it, it is it, <laughs> right. it has been totally pants I yeah. mean I, I I don't agree with the NVQ I don't agree, agree with the employment laws or anything like that. I really don't agree with it uh and if this is my gripe with the professional bodies that is it, it's yeah. always supported it they know there's a problem but they've never done anything about it
1: right yeah they never boil it down i mean yeah i mean like let's 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 look at wrapping this up how can we how can we um well no I, how can we kind of group this all together so it's kind of so i can okay, uh, so we can finish to finish this i'm
0: I, gonna look at his funeral directors you know because you mm. know I, like i said earlier on in the show uh with my father-in-law right uh we we you know my wife was organizing the my dad my father-in-law's um, funeral right and uh, we went to loughton again we're thinking why loughton you know we, we found out it was this daniel robinson um, um director right and, and what i find about these this food diaries right that all the ingredients you you need that courtesy politeness punctuality patience there was there it was a wonderful service their tolerance that so many things that they offered that when we so went to the chapel to see the body and when they came to the house and they went to the crematorium right they were impeccable now Mm. when i actually looked into the company they were they were a family-owned business for the last 120 years yeah right and again that didn't dilute that they did open uh a a few directors up in um, epping or or whatever Mm. they they're just based in Loughton and they service the whole area obviously Mm. there's one or two or a few directors but they pride themselves on a reputation
1: and so it's decades and decades and decades of experience yeah, and, that have gone and, into the next and level that's a he- or not the next level a, but the next generation and,
0: that's a he- and they pass up they're they passed on that model haven't they because there's that funeral model isn't mm. there there's the master cross crafts-
1: excuse the pun you passed pass yeah, on that model. there's yeah, the yeah, there's
0: exactly. the master craftsman there's a craftsman's an apprentice right so master mm. craftsman goes out and looks for business which is quite
1: easy these days
0: no. you've got the the well, in
1: depth, yeah, right. I suppose, that, you know, death and taxes, you've cra- right? You've got so the craftsman
0: who, who sort of does the, uh, the, ca- the, the casket, and you've got the apprentice, right, you know. And, yeah. and again, I think the hairdressing models have gone away from all that. You know, you right. know what I mean? They've gone into sort of another sort of stratosphere.
1: It's an interesting take. So there you go, everyone. Another public service announcement. Some real <laughs> consumer <laughs> advice. If you want to up your hairdressing game, go and look at funeral parlors. Yeah, exactly, because they they've been around. I mean, they are talking about a every. Listen, I'm sure there's some there's some sense in what you're saying. I'm I'm sure there is. I mean, there is, is a semblance. S- I mean, you can't you can't equate you know funeral di- you know it's something that happens once a lifetime, as opposed yeah. to a to a haircut. But yeah, when it comes to impeccable service, following a process. Having a protocol which has probably been the same for years and exactly. years and years and years and, exactly. years, and I suppose it's it pays not to forget trends that trends right? change.
0: Know. I accept that, but services doesn't. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and it's a cultural yeah. thing as well. Like, there's a funeral director would be different in India, in different in Cyprus. Yeah. So it would be in the UK, right, and in Mexico, where they obviously they celebrate death, don't they? Those those cultures. yeah, and my father father was Indian. It's an an interesting father
0: was 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 Indian, right? So again, they they provided a a a Western services to an Indian culture. So again, uh, that's
1: that's interesting. That's interesting. so. So um. Yeah. I I mean, look, I'm sure there's something in there that we can we can take away from that. I mean, I just want to wrap up my thoughts about it um, where, you know, basically don't be a franchisee, be a product company. It's a lot easier. Um, You're not having to deal with people, you know, when you're when you're um, basically making a product um, or you don't necessarily have to deal with the staff issues because you know if employment laws make it hard to run your business then stop employing people it's as simple as that which is exactly what all these regulations which is what i was trying to tell you the last time we had a conversation yeah.
0: with ai
1: yes well yeah like i say i mean i still believe that people go to the hairdressers because they've got a favorite hairdresser i believe in nine out of ten times they go to the same person every time i think that model of The Tony and Guy, oh, we're all the same. If you want to come to us, all of our hairdressers are trained the Stafford's way or the Tony and Guy way. We're all the same. You know, I don't believe that to be true. I think you vibe with your hairdresser in in nine nine out of ten times. And I think you always have your favourite, just like you have your favourite restaurant, Joe. You know, if you if Valentine's Day is coming out, a reminder for all you guys out there, it's Valentine's Day is in four it's days' Sunday, time. It's Sunday, if, if your wife's got that favourite restaurant, you're going to want to go to that favourite restaurant every single time you get the opportunity to. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean?
1: You, you know, that you've got your favourites. If you can't get your favourite hairdresser because, I don't know, they're on maternity leave or they're... You know on holiday then you're more than likely going to wait until that hairdresser or barber is talking back talking about
0: right. restaurants you know that trendy um sort of like the must-see
1: place the woolsley no you'll well, have yeah, to wait right, this is probably an 80s no, reference the restaurant, i don't right. get
0: they actually do home, Never they heard do of home it. services now so they actually pack the they pack the food they tell you how to cook their f- awesome so they're on just <laughs> eat now right <laughs> brilliant brilliant it it it, look it's a changing world and I think the hairdressers you know all this chop the vat all this or like levelers, it that they're still bleeding the
1: same drum you know they they just cannot accept changes really Uh, so so yeah so if we was to recommend someone doing a franchise our recommendation would be not to um, it won't scale. You cannot replicate the staff that do the haircuts. People now want unique experiences, yep. not carbon yep. copies. Um, you know, you've got rigid layers of bureaucracy that makes it really difficult to change anything. Um, you know, in the 21st century, also, this is the, the, the modern way of doing things, it's never been easier to become your own brand. That's right. As it has now. So why why would you want to go and take somebody else's brand unless it gave you that kickstart into making money so you know 21st century has never been easier to become your own brand so your reliance on the kudos of prestige of other brands is insignificant um yeah uh, airbnb is a great modern day example as why the new way of doing things, and this is the argument me and you always have about scale. You always say, "Oh, if you want to, if you want to get things out there, you go to the top one percent and let it trickle yeah. down." And I always refute that with the Airbnb example, which was Airbnb offered services to ninety nine percent of people, and it was literally blow up mattresses um, in someone's you know hallway or bedroom, and because they offered services to ninety nine percent, it went an at the entire market cap of Hilton Hotels in ten years, even though Hilton Hotels have been around for over a hundred, yeah, so no, that 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 I think is it's it's the way forward. You know, you've got to you've got to um, offer your services to ninety nine percent of folks and not cut yourself off. And that's that's my tip of the day. Of the day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Bullshit>. <laughs> no, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'd love to say it, I listen. It. It. I. just. I just think that the industry has to really look at itself and and to understand where it's all gone wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love really the fact does. you leave on such a damn. I'm trying to bring everyone up, saying it's you know, there's hope there, guys. It's be individual, no, there is. it's no, no, you it's know, work it. on your own game, stop no, no. copying others. No. I'm trying to bring out all of those aspirational it, exactly. things it, to take away. And you're like, oh, it don't, but it's all gone wrong. No, no, why has <laughs> gone wrong? So you don't do it. Uh, so I, yeah, don't... no, of course, of course. Hang on, I just want to play the violin.
0: <laughs> what is
1: this the world's smallest violin yeah, exactly now i want to i want to go for a more of a um you know well done joe um i well think well it's a great show though. uh i've got a look to edit it all now but um we we got so carried away in this scaling question has anything got your goat on um linkedin this week
0: um uh, not really um I, I, i've been a bit been absorbed with my um with my soul sort of like well there's
1: nothing at the all funeral, there's nothing really, so. at all the bbc haven't well, gotten they, your nerves this week um yeah i i was a bit i mean dobla hayne was uh he, he
0: did a podcast were talking to this guy called ben limtoff who okay was name is, right and and it kind of saw like it's this sort of like a social media content at, at Google, okay yeah and he's talking about how you can get bums on right. seats and i thought for, <laughs>
1: off, yeah. how, can you tr- how can you treat a client bum on
0: we'll seat? I mean, will have to reach I mean, the sweary
1: beep button. I'm gonna have to uh, get <laughs> faster at using that. Yeah, carry on.
0: No, but seriously, how can how can anyone view a client as a bum on
1: seat? You know,
0: do you know what I mean. That's well, this is like the
1: conveyor belt model, isn't it? This is the quick get ten people in and charge them thirty quid for a haircut rather than doing two people a hundred and fifty quid haircut. I know what I would rather do. It, it,
0: you know what I mean? I just think it's insulted yeah. to the client. You know, you know, a client in front of you, right? It's not a bum on seat. It's a human mm. being. It's someone that you want a relationship Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Someone that you want to impress.
1: Absolutely.
0: So there back. you go. If it's you're listening,
1: a... stop listening to these young influencers. They ain't got a clue what they're talking about. Right, Joe, can we wrap it up yeah. now yeah. then, mate? What, what, what are you yeah, up mate. to this All week? Right, mate. I, I hear you're giving your your website a revamp.
0: Yes. Yes i put my price prices up because i think there's going to be a big explosion of people wanting it's going to be a surge really. joe it's going to be a surge a surge and there's a lot of money around as you can see with your bitcoin prices going yeah. up yeah um, everyone's making uh, so much money i think thinking, right i want a bit of that will you will you be I accepting
1: wanted... bitcoin for haircuts well if
0: i you know what they would to pay i've got a wallet i've got a uh, bitcoin wallet yeah. They want to pay? Yep. More than happy to. Perfect.
1: One, Perfect.
0: How, how many Satoshis uh, could I get?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, look, we're looking at 100,000 Satoshis is around about $50. So that's a good starting point.
0: 100,000 100, 100 satoshis, 100,
1: satoshis is around about $50. <laughs> so All So. right. So for 200 quid, how many would that be? 400,000 Satoshis. Well, and the beautiful thing is, Joe, you keep it in Bitcoin. You'll, you'll get paid for that one haircut you've done, for the next well, for the rest of time, because it will keep going up in in measurement against the US dollar. So, that's a good 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 way of earning a passive income.
0: Do you think? Do you think our listeners are sort of thinking this is? It's all uh, chit-chat, just promoted
1: Bitcoin. No, no, but, you know, I'm a Bitcoin (laughs) advocate. I think it it Uh, has great potential to solve a lot of these ills in the world that are created, you know, by incompetent governments. Thanks for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We try and release a new show at least once a week, sometimes twice if you're lucky. Um, Go and check out our socials, Salonomics. Um, Go and follow us on those. Uh, We've also got our own Telegram group, which can also be found at Salonomics, where we kind of discuss subjects that we take on in the show. Until next time, I've been Aaron, he's been Joe. We'll see you soon.